0: Understanding how to post on each platform to cater to the way audiences consume on that platform will help you build your audience much, much faster. Welcome back to On The Horizon. This is Melrose Michaels. I am your host, and I'm here to share what's worked for me in building my adult creator business to try to make building yours just a little bit easier. Let's get into today's episode. Hello, everyone. Not too long ago, I put out a tweet that said, Instagram is for building an audience based on your look, Twitter is for building an audience based on your ideas, and TikTok is for building an audience based on your story. And a lot of creators had questions about this idea or philosophy. So today, what I wanted to do is focus the entire space around how to build audiences that are native to the platforms you're operating in and broadcasting on. Obviously, we are familiar with promoting ourselves on social media. We do that on a daily basis as a way to grow our businesses. It is the lowest cost and most effective way to advertise your product or service as a digital sex worker in today's current climate. When I say that it's cost-effective, what I mean is that there's no upfront costs with associating what you post on social with your product or service. So if you compare that to any other type of traffic acquisition or for any type of business, any other type of business, you have to pay in advance to receive traffic to your product or service. And this is what makes the creator economy and marketplace so interesting, is that if you have a big enough following on social platforms, your cost to acquire a customer or a fan is pretty much free. This is important to know because when you're trying to build an audience that will build your business, you have to understand how they operate on the specific social platforms themselves. Each social platform is meant to be interacted with in a native way. Instagram was first used for photos and that's what most people associate with Instagram. Snapchat was most used for disappearing 24-hour stories or secret messaging and that's what most people associate that app with. Twitter was most known for word, text, thoughts, and ideas, and TikTok obviously for short form video. Understanding how to post on each platform to cater to the way audiences consume on that platform will help you build your audience much, much faster. A great example of posting to a platform in a way that isn't native would be when someone posts a picture of text on Instagram. Does it work? Maybe. What people log in and use the app to look and scroll through is typically not text writing. It may be different if it's a quote that's done really beautifully or, or, you know, artistically in Canva, but to just type something in Notepad and post it, it's not the most tantalizing kind of content is I guess the nice way to say it. There's data that tells us that content in photos that has faces, will more often than not outperform photos with no faces in them. This is likely because of the way our brains work as humans in terms of recognizing faces, but also in part because of how we, as users of these social platforms, were trained to use them to begin with. The same can be said about Twitter. When Twitter first came onto the scene, it was just a text post under 140 characters. That is how we all learned our own user behavior and how to engage and interact in the platform. The point of all of this is to say, if we interact in ways that the users on social platforms are familiar with and also interact with, we will have a better and more optimized chance of reaching those users and converting them. If you're enjoying this podcast episode so far, please take one moment to share it with another one of your adult content creator friends Because you know what the rule is here. We do not gatekeep and we want to make as many adult creators' businesses as easy as possible. And you sharing this episode with them might do exactly that. Thanks so much in advance. So first, I want to focus in on Instagram. I know I originally spoke about just Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok in this original tweet that I had put out. But I am going to stretch it to include Snapchat in this conversation as we continue. But we're going to first focus on Insta. Instagram was most known for photos and videos, and honestly, a very curated and polished view or access to the life of a creator. We're really used to consuming this content by scrolling and double tapping, sending content or saving content. That's how we were taught to use the platform as a user ourselves. So if we want to build an audience knowing these facts about Instagram, we should be posting content that caters to what audience on that app are looking to consume. I would start to deviate slightly away from maybe really polished content just because I think audiences are starting to find that very difficult to relate to. It's actually something I struggle with as a creator because I love everything to be so like aesthetic and beautiful and perfect. However, photo and video are still the primary types of consumption happening on Instagram. So what does this tell us? What's the point, right? This tells us that photos that you post to Instagram are going to be, you know, The typical adult creator photos, the teasing, the sultry, the sensual, the fun, or the lifestyle type of content. But it's no accident that Instagram is synonymous with the thirst trap photo in this day of age because there is a lot of consumption of that type of media on the social platform. So when it comes to building an audience on Instagram, you have to understand that you're building it around your looks and appearance more so on that platform than on the others. doesn't mean that you have to be a perfect 10 to thrive there. It just means that you want to highlight your physical self on that platform because that is what the audience is actually there to consume. So hopefully that makes sense. Focusing on the physical aspect of yourself, highlighting your physical attributes, all of those things are going to be what comes into play in your content on Instagram. And knowing that the audience you're trying to attract is going to be visually attracted to that type of content. So a good example of what I would post to Instagram would be, let's say, a gamer girl picture. So a picture with me with my little gaming headphones on, maybe in my um, gaming area with all my LED lights on. Why would I post that kind of content? One, because it's visual, Instagram's a visual platform. But two, because the type of audience member I'm trying to attract with that gaming type of content and photo is going to be the gamer audience. Now, why do I wanna target the the gaming or gamer audience? The reason I wanna target them is because To be an active gamer, the equipment is expensive, the games can be expensive, the time investment of being an active gamer is a lot, and that is a part of my target audience. Why do I want to target people who spend a lot of time gaming? Because when they're really interested or addicted or obsessive about something, they'll spend their time there. And because they're gamers, I know they're willing to spend on luxury items like gaming equipment. So that is why I want to target that audience. The way we do that on Instagram is with a visual ad or a visual commercial, you could say, of a visual post of me that will attract gamers on Instagram. Now let's talk about Twitter. On Twitter, fans and users have a high probability of following you there, not just for the way you look, but for the things you say. Looks might play a factor, looks always play a factor, but the things you say on Twitter actually do matter. There are entire Twitter accounts that have never posted a photo, or are run completely anonymously and faceless by someone just hiding behind you know, a meme profile pic or no profile pic at all. That's how we can validate that ideas and thoughts can alone grow your Twitter profile. And also, on the flip side of that coin, in a negative light, it's why we also tend to see more controversy and arguing taking place on Twitter over other social platforms, because Twitter is a place where ideas, thoughts, and words really take precedent. So if you know, That you can tweet thoughts opinions and feelings on twitter you know that you can attract an audience through that platform that's aligned with your thoughts opinions and feelings so think about how knowing that can be used to your advantage if i want to attract an audience that spends money on luxury things you know has expendable income maybe what i would tweet about is cars the reason being because most sports cars or modified cars and the entire car scene in general tends to be a very expensive hobby for most who participate in it. And I'm doing that because I want to attract an audience that has expendable income. And that topic of conversation tends to attract that type of audience. So if I'm tweeting about cars or about me at a car show or about a car that I like or a car that I want or a way that I'd like to modify it or a track day at a racetrack, all of those kinds of tweets are going to be aimed and targeted at that specific segment of an audience I'm trying to attract and hopefully it converts them into a follower on my page and then my actual content or my sales tweets will convert them onto my spicy platforms so you can put the same exact thing into effect for you based on other topics or ideas that are authentic to you or genuine to you but still target your audience cosplay is another good one these are the ones we see very common you could be thinking about your tweets on twitter in exactly the same way if you have a clear vision of what type of audience you're trying to attract, you can identify what topics to talk about and then try to end up on those audience members' timelines. Now, what I will say is that I have also tested storytelling on Twitter, and I do think there's a lot of potential for success there as well. If you follow my Melrose Michaels Twitter account, you've probably seen there was a short stint, like a probably a week or two, where I was posting kind of like story time Twitter threads and each you know, tweet in the thread would tell a little bit more of the story. So if you remember that, that actually performed really well and that could be a way that you use Twitter to your advantage too, is kind of with these story time tweets. I think a lot of creators will probably start to do that and it had a lot of success. I just ran out of stories in time to schedule them all. So feel free to take that and run with it if that interests you. I wanna focus this next piece on TikTok because we all know how valuable TikTok is to um, organic growth and driving traffic right now. It's very important to talk about TikTok in this specific context because of TikTok's algorithm. It can be super easy to get pigeonholed and shown to only one type of audience on a platform like TikTok. For instance, in the beginning of TikTok's rise to fame, it was all about dance videos and like music. However, that has changed over time and if you had initially created and launched account making dance videos, and then you say, tried to pivot to make different types of content or to test different types of content. You guys know how I feel about testing things. You probably didn't see good results. And here's why. A lot of TikTok accounts that would try to switch switch niches or switch lanes in terms of what content they were publishing kind of fell off and died out. That's because TikTok tends to categorize and label creators so that it better knows what audience to feed their content to. They do this because it does help creators go viral more effectively. While it can help creators thrive on the platform, it can also hinder creators who are testing new things and aren't sure what they want to focus their TikTok account on just yet. One thing that I have seen across the board perform well, again, is storytelling. That's why I mentioned storytelling for TikTok. My belief is that you can incorporate good storytelling into almost any kind of format of content, especially because any format of content that's short form video only requires a very short story. What I mean by this is that if you can incorporate some short, some sort of storytelling into whatever content you're posting, you're going to have a better success rate. For example, let's say that you're posting fitness gym workout videos to TikTok. Maybe you can tell a story while you're working out at the gym and demonstrating correct form and outlining your daily workout. It will make the content more interesting. It will set you apart from other creators, but most importantly, the storytelling format in any type of video content increases watch time because the viewers and the audience members want to know how the story ends. You can use this to your advantage by hooking in the right type of viewer with the right types of stories. I'm sure that most of you, like myself, have seen kind of the stripper TikTok or full service TikTok, where you get these TikTok creators who you know discuss what it's like to be a stripper or what it's like to be a full service worker. Now, I wouldn't push the envelope too much and align directly with that because TikTok does love deleting all of us, but I would suggest a similar tactic in terms of the approach. These strippers and full service workers are telling client stories, or stories from the club that people are attracted to, and they take interest. And the most people who take interest in that content is their target audience, potential clients, potential people who might come to the club to see them, people that they want to target. It's people that are curious about that lifestyle or curious about the services they offer in general. You want to cater your stories in your short form video content to be something that your target audience or demo will consume and engage with. A great example of this is the get ready with me type videos that I see, you know, fashion creators putting up on TikTok. They basically slowly add layers of clothing to their body and then they reveal a final look. If I were to double down on TikTok right now and had the time to focus my efforts there, I would create that type of content while storytelling and reveal the climax of my story when I reveal the final look of my outfit. Why I feel this would be effective is because you start those TikToks every time with very little clothing, which would capture male viewers. And the story I would tell them while while they're watching would raise and increase my watch time for the content itself. Maybe the story I'm telling, for example, is about the time I attended a fan-facing expo for an adult you know, uh, con- convention and I ran into the guy I lost my virginity with. That's a true story, by the way. <laughs> so hopefully this demonstrates that no matter what the actual content in the video is, the storytelling overlaid on top of it is what's gonna hook and engage viewers and keep them for the duration of that watch time. and That's what's gonna make you human and relatable and get them invested in who you are as a creator. And TikTok is phenomenal for that. Finally, and quickly, I wanna go over Snapchat. i have only recently gotten a little bit active on Snapchat. I don't know if I'm just resentful because of all the deletions over the years or what, but it's just not somewhere I spend a ton of time, so I'm not going to spend a ton of time on it here. Snapchat primarily is just known for the disappearing 24-hour stories. That's, I guess, what it was most known for originally, and the disappearing secret chats. This is useful because it does teach your viewers on Snapchat to constantly check your story or they're going to feel FOMO or the fear of missing out when your story disappears if they don't get to it in time. This is fantastic because of the fact that it drives user behavior to be highly, highly engaged. The way to use Snapchat is to make sure that you're posting what your target audience or ideal audience is attempting to consume. So for me, the way I like to do this is by focusing a lot of like Q&As there or ask me anything or reply to the comments I get or the replies I get from fans and viewers on Snapchat and posting them back into my story. I think that the biggest barrier on Snapchat for so many of us, especially someone like myself who really was, you know, heavy in the premium Snapchat space, and that's kind of where I made my brand and where I made my name, is that there's just so many fake premium Snapchats and fake Snapchat accounts right now run by trolls and scam artists of, you know, of creators themselves. That I find if I stay highly engaged and I'm responding to fans publicly on my story, that it kind of proves i am who i claim to be and adds that layer of legitimacy and credibility so that the fans and the audience watching that snapchat of me know that i am who i say i am that i'm the real creator that they don't you know they shouldn't be following the scam accounts etc because i'm engaging directly and responding directly to the replies that they sent me as for the type of content you can utilize on snapchat i would also incorporate storytelling as well and kind of follow a similar path to something you might try to attempt and do on TikTok in terms of storytelling, not in terms of content. Ultimately, I do want to kind of add a blanket disclaimer that I don't think that there is a wrong way to build an audience on social media. I do think there are fast ways. Um, and for that, what I think needs to happen is you really have to make sure the content you're posting is one, native to the, the platform you're posting it on, meaning Instagram's gonna thrive with photo, t- uh, Twitter's gonna thrive with tags, TikTok's gonna thrive short form video, even though they've added photos recently, and Snapchat, you're gonna focus on the story. No matter what, at the end of the day, the biggest thing for me and the biggest takeaway, the biggest thing I think every creator can fall back on is that storytelling wins every time. If you aren't sure exactly what to do or if you're more confused by this than, than you were before you got here, you can always fall back on storytelling across all of these platforms because people can always fall in love with your story. And and that is like the bottom line, always effective. And the better you get at storytelling, the easier and faster your audience will grow, point blank, just across the board. So if all else fails, rely and focus back on the storytelling. As we start to wrap up the space, I do want to mention we have great courses coming out. So again, if you're not subscribed to our YouTube, please do make sure. That you do and turn on our notifications. Our YouTube channel is youtube.com forward slash SWCEO. This way, you never miss a course. Huge thank you to everyone who subscribed to our Telegram bot already. If you haven't already heard, SexWeek CEO released a Telegram bot that essentially sends you daily content inspiration with all of the captions that you need for your feed, PPV locked messages, and clip store descriptions. The ideas are researched by AI and are trendy and highly desirable for the fans in what they're currently seeking. And the captions are optimized with calls to action so that you can increase your earning and unlock potential with each post. As of this month, we've also begun to incorporate fetish and DOM content ideas and captions to the bot as well. Since the average creator isn't likely filming all 30 of the ideas we give them each month, we decided to dedicate about half of those ideas to the DOM and fetish niche so we can provide a wider variety to the creators of the inspo they need all in one place. The bot pushes out your daily dose of inspiration to your phone every day around 10 a.m. central standard time so that you no longer have to waste your own time researching, planning, or coming up with content ideas or captions. The bot takes care of all of it. If you're not an active Telegram user or would prefer PDF versions of the content inspo and captions, you can now get that over on sexworkceo.com forward slash shop. We recently launched a store there on the website with PDF downloads of the same kind of content and caption inspo featured in our Telegram bot. We do have additional downloads available there as well, like unlock sales scripts and sales objection scripts to help you close the deal. And if you want to get a taste without spending a dime, there's even a completely free PDF download available with 15 solo content ideas and captions that you can claim right now. No strings attached. Lastly, but most importantly, I do want to emphasize that all of the information we put out on Sexwork CEO, we put out for free because we believe in this idea that the more financially successful creators are, the more resources we'll have as a community to do things like lobby Congress, impact policy, organize, and more. So if you find value in the content you heard here today or the tweets you've engaged with, please, please, please consider sharing them to make this journey easier for one of your own adult creator friends. Our only ask is that you retweet and share our stuff so that we can help as many creators as humanly possible. Thank you so much in advance. Remember that these spaces are all turned into blog posts and they'll be available over on sexworkceo.com forward slash blog by the end of the week so that when you're tuning in here, you never have to take notes. We will do all of that and take care of all of that for you. Just visit our blog over on the website. It would be absolutely incredible if you rated this podcast five stars and left a little review, we want to get this podcast to as many adult creators as possible and you taking a second to leave a couple stars in a review really helps us do that. Thanks so much.